Forgotten Flicks, episode 86, Back to the Future, 1985. Give me, give me a tab. Tab? I can't give you a tab unless you order something. All right, give me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi, pal? You're going to pay for it. Look, just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Something without sugar. Hello, and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am Joel. I'm going to get right into it. I am joined by a man who is, in fact, himself back from the Disney, because really, he did, he can't time travel. It's Jason. Hi, Jason. <laughs> you need to make like a tree and get out of here, because yeah. I really never grew up past 1985. I think I pretty much just froze at that year. And Well, you were uh, already pretty much coated in body hair at that point. <laughs> I, think that's how you... I had to shave my mustache in 83. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, most, most 40 somethings did in 83, Jason. <laughs> yeah. I always... Good evening, sir. Yeah. Good evening and a good movie, I must say. So, oh, I hope so. I don't know. This might be <laughs> another case of CND. We'll see how this one goes. I will say it has been a long time since we've heard that opening theme song that we have questionable permissions to. <laughs> it is. It's been over a month. Yeah. We survived Spooky Flicks Fest 2012. Yep. Yes, we did. Um, we got through a full month of utter horror, literally. Well, that was just and, you having to talk to me, though, every week. <laughs> like I said, utter horror. Yep. And we're back into uh, a little more uh, levity. So we decided to go with something a little lighthearted, a little more comedy, a little more fun to cleanse your palate after Halloween and people under the stairs and killer clowns and yeah, all that mess. See, I found, that I, fa- I found uh, all of those films to be very lighthearted and, and full of uh, levity. <laughs> cleansing. Were those cleansing? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. Colon cleanse? yeah, yeah. Yeah, they really yeah. were. Yeah. Like colon <laughs> blow. Yeah. So of course we are doing back to the future. I think uh, it's pretty much a forgotten flick. Much like uh, when we did gremlins and die hard. Yep. Yep. Pretty My much. kids have never seen it. So are you serious? No. What the hell is wrong with you? I know. No, wait. Yes, I am serious, and I don't know what's wrong with me. But yes, no, my kids have never seen like it. Your kids are plenty old enough to have seen this. Like, mine are still very young. I mean, I let them watch a little bit of it, but, you know, there's some stuff in it. I'm like, I don't feel like explaining the whole mom-son thing. I just, I don't, I don't want to explain <laughs> that right now. <laughs> well, you know, my oldest is only 16, and I don't own it on DVD, which I realized I when we were getting ready for this, that that's probably the greatest travesty of my DVD collection is that I, I don't actually own this movie, but um, she may have watched it with me when she was very young, but I haven't watched this movie outright in uh, a good eight to 10 years. Really? Yeah. It's been a few years for me. It hadn't been that long, but it's been yeah, a few. So it's, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Now I've seen it many times before that, of but I um, hadn't seen it. So, forgotten for my kids but yeah not so forgotten overall for the general cinema watching public well and i I think well i don't know i mean i think probably if you went to most 
most of the young whippersnappers today, they Jeez. would, they, they might, uh, um, yeah, I've heard of it. But I think the, the real key is you is you and I have come down on with forgotten flicks is the idea that we tend to remember these movies in a very, Mm, would you say rose colored glasses kind of way oftentimes? <laughs> so often the forgotten part of the forgotten flicks is more about whether or not we remember them accurately. I think that's no, no, and that's that's actually a very, very good point because many of the movies we've covered over the last couple of years have been more about not the fact that we hadn't seen them uh, a lot of times, but we hadn't seen them in our I don't know, adult view. Yeah. <laughs> Are, are so, jaded, right? Cynical, <laughs> dark, depressed, <laughs> child, inner child, dead, laying on the floor. Yeah, of movies. Yeah, because uh, of unknown origin comes to mind actually. <laughs> because my favorite thing is how I very early on on the Forgotten Flicks website wrote a post to my my six movie picks and. Uh, I picked up Unknown Origin from 1983, and I was purely going for memory. And if you go back and find that post, you'll see I'm like, oh, it was great. That, 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 that. It was fantastic. And then we oh watched my it. God. Like, oh, holy crap. So, <laughs> so there now, is to that. be fair, there hasn't been a lot of pop culture reference to this movie in a while. So some of the movies mm-hmm. we cover, you see more pop culture reference, especially if um, – Parts of the film have kind of stuck within culture and you see it repeated in other films or parodies or it kind of makes its way into language. But I think this movie has slowly started to fade out of pop culture recently. So would you say that? Yeah, would you say so movies like Zone Troopers? Or. uh, (laughs) Okay, wait, that that may have never made its way into culture, but yeah. Um, but this one had a huge impact for quite a long time. I'd say for a solid 10 years. Oh, at least. Uh, yeah. At least 10 to 15 years, this had a, a huge uh, impact. As a matter of fact, I actually thought about this. I thought, and we'll get into it, the fact that the time machine is a DeLorean, yep. right? I, want, I wanted and, a DeLorean so bad after this movie. I was, yes, I was nine, but I still wanted but one. you were not alone. You were not alone. No. Uh, there were probably many, many people who wanted uh, a DeLorean after this. But I, I thought about that specific DeLorean. I thought about the car that was in that movie with those effects put on the outside, mm-hmm. with those uh, bits of prop and everything. And I thought, I wonder how much that movie would be worth today. You mean, now, the, you mean the car would be worth? You said the movie would be worth. I mean, not not movie, car. The car would be worth. If you buy the DVD from, of the movie, Jason, I'm pretty confident you get it for like seven ninety five in a, a standard DVD discount bin. $795? No, no, I, no, no, yeah, for, no, for the no, $7.95 for the DVD. You said how much <laughs> is the movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought about the price of the vehicle from the movie, the actual prop, yes. right? And I thought, I'm willing to bet that not long after the, the original film came out, it was at its height of popularity. And I'm talking about in the dollars of that year, yes. right? It probably reached a peak probably 10 years after. And then it probably went down a little bit, down a little ways. And now 30... Because of this podcast. Yeah, it did. It, we, we dragged it uh-huh. into the nether regions. But... But seriously, though, I'm I'm saying that it's probably the 20-year mark has started to go down a little bit. But now, maybe 15, 20 years, now that it's at its literally 30, 32 years? What? 19, 
385? No, no. It would be 2015 would be 30 years, man. Don't make, right, it, right. don't make it older okay. than it is, almost for the love of God. <laughs> so 30 years. It's almost 30 years. 25-year anniversary. Oh, that's right, because the 25th anniversary edition came out. Yeah. That's right. So I, I thought it probably dipped as it got forgotten, but now as people of our age got to that nostalgia point and kind of, oh, my God, it's been 25 years. Oh, it feels like ancient. And it probably just peaked and spiked back up again. So, Yeah, well, I've always had this idea that because god knows they'll remake it they'll make everything but they need to time it out right because if they do i think we've had this conversation before offline that if they remake back to the future it needs to come out in 2015 oh yeah and, and the character has to go back to 1985 it's to say be the same exact story yeah but as opposed to the kid going back to the 50s because let's be honest if he went back to the 50s it would make no damn sense uh with his parents <laughs> maybe his grandparents that's what it is marty's son Gets it on with Lorraine. So basically, Lorraine is a <laughs> sort of time vortex incestuous slut. Little hussy. Little hussy yeah. who likes to try and diddle her son and subsequently her grandson. <laughs> and in 2045, it'll be her great-grandson. And the best part is they'll keep getting Leia Thompson to come back. <laughs> so God, it, I would hope so. <laughs> it, it would, it'll be progressively creepier <laughs> as Father Time marches on. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. So, so do we have a trailer for this? Um, I believe we do. It's a relatively short one, but there is one. Good. You ready for it? Oh, please bring it on. Oh, with pleasure, my friend. With <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. It works! It's a flying saucer from outer space! Now, he's trapped in the past. This has got to be a dream. About to meet... Chocolate. ...his future father. He's a baby tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream. And he can sleep in my room. And if you do, could have serious repercussions on future events. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown... Can help him get back to the future. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Precisely. Michael J. Fox. Whoa, this is heavy. Christopher Lloyd. There's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Back to the future. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at your local video rental store. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. Yes, indeedy. Back <laughs> to the future. With wall-to-wall -wall score by Patrick Bateman's favorite band, Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> That's an American Psycho reference for those of you that didn't know. So, Jason, 
Speaking of psychos, <laughs> do you have a synopsis? I do. And this is actually a relatively easy one. For those who haven't seen the movie, first of all, you really should not be on a computer. Turn off your computer, walk out somewhere, go on a walkabout, find this DVD, watch it, and then reinvent the 80s because this really is one of the quintessential films of the 80s. And the fact that you haven't seen it, shame. Shame. For shame. Terrible shame. Um, so it's the story of Marty McFly. And Marty is friends with Dr. Brown, Dr. Emmett Brown, who is an inventor, a eclectic, which we'll get into in a minute, um, comes from money or at least an estate of some kind. And he invents a time machine. Accidentally, Marty has to go back in time and he goes back to the time when his parents first met. The entire movie is pretty much him trying to get back to the future. Huh? Huh? I get it. Get it? He said it in the movie. It's so um, clever. <laughs> he goes back to the future, back to his own time, which is 1985. So this movie, as you know, and hopefully our viewers do, takes place in sort of three segments. The first one is 1985, which they go back to 1955. The second one is 1985. They go forward 2015. And then the third one, they go back 100 years, which really doesn't play into the whole thing. But it was still better than the second one, I think. So it's kind of this 30-year chunk thing. And he goes back to when his parents met, and he has to try and figure out how to get them together because he's inadvertently interrupted the time stream by turning his mother on. Well, you know, uh, when you got it, you got I it. I and look, you know, look, don't blame him for being <laughs> – a hot dude in his little Calvin Klein jockeys. Calvin Klein purple underwear. Um, so like he, how uh, creepy is that? Seriously. I, I mean, we're going to go in depth into how effing creepy this movie is at times. Yes. Oedipus complex to the max. But uh, so, yeah, it's pretty much a story about a, a kid in high school that goes back in time to when his parents met and he's trying to find his way home. So that's it. How about that? I think that was a stupendous stupendous i tell you synopsis jason they're getting better over the years aren't they it, <laughs> it only took it only took about two i'm i'm rather impressed so yeah that's uh that's where we are for those of you who haven't seen it you got it now and you're just gonna have to listen to our our spoilerific discussion of this entire uh, to quote i believe it was ban- bananarama <laughs> yeah baby you got it he's your venus he's your fire I used to think she, they said penis, actually. I'm your penis. I'm your fire. Your desire. So, Jason, where do you want to start? You want to start in the back or in the future? <clears throat> I'd actually like to start current. Nice. 1985. I, I, well, that's not current, buddy. That's almost 30 years ago. Yeah, I have not grown up since then. So I'd like to start today, 1985. Um, a couple things about this. First of all, as I mentioned to you before, I haven't seen this film in uh, probably 10 years, maybe a little bit less, but I haven't seen it from its beginning to end. Now, before that, I'd seen it many, many, many times. I loved this film when it was younger. Um, I had a, a, a big crush on Leah Thompson, uh, even though she's kind of the mom character. She was. Pretty- I figured that was why. Yeah. 
<laughs> not so much. A little much. of that cougar. So, so was it when she was in the old lady makeup or? No, it was when she came back. When from she had tennis. the jowls. It's when she came back from tennis. That was the, oh, no. George. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> when she gets goosed by dad. No, it's actually when she's in her prom dress or whatever that is. But um, um, no. So, so I you liked her movie. when she was a underage high school girl. <laughs> Not underage. She said she's almost 18. That w- Almost. That would be the key word there, officer. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, the guy I, knows she was probably 29 when she made the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I love this movie when it came out. So when we rewatched it, I wasn't afraid because I know this is a great movie. It's Robert Zemeckis is the director and writer. Um, he's never it, he's never made a stinker. <laughs> no, but he has done some fantastic work. And Michael J. Fox is amazing, and I like almost all the stuff he's been in. He's been fantastic. So is Christopher Lloyd. So I wasn't afraid that this was going to turn out to be a serious case of cinematic nostalgia disorder. I was afraid that I would watch this and think, oh, my God, what was I thinking? But I was wondering if some parts of it would kind of fall flat, if some parts of it now that I watched it would kind of die off or not really be as exciting as I remember or not as funny as I remember and all of the 1985 stuff, mm-hmm. none of it, okay, none of the entire movie really fell flat for me. Um, but the 1985 stuff, particularly now, I would say were even more exciting because there were so many little references. They, you could tell the movie made a lot of money by getting sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. So Pepsi... Um, which did a lot of commercials after this uh, with Back to the Future and um, some of the other uh, uh, sponsors of it. J.C. Penney had a big thing in it and and Toyota had a big thing in it. Um, That stuff, even looking back on it, was still endearing to me. It didn't feel weird or wrong. It felt like... So so real quick, let me get this straight. You have a soft spot for product placement. No, but it was just, well, maybe. Maybe it's not as blatant as it You're today right. is. You're right. It was then. not blatant in the opening credits when it pans down and, oh, gee, there's Burger King cup and wrappers. Oh, and JVC camera. Oh, and. No, that's what I mean. Maybe now it's not as blatant as it was then. So maybe that was nostalgic for me. But anyway, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like crapping all over here. You are. Take, <laughs> take your pants down. Uh, now, what I was trying to get to was. Um, all the current day stuff, especially the Huey Lewis and the news uh, music that they played, the power of love back in time. Absolutely loved it. It was fantastic stuff. It, it felt, it felt like going back and sitting in a movie theater when I was, I don't know what, 12 years old watching this movie and, and really, really digging it. It, it just felt good. Rewatching it now, even on a small screen, even on TV, didn't take anything away from it. So I, I loved it. Your turn to take a crap on it now. Go right ahead. Hmm. Loved it. Like, <laughs> loved it, loved it. Like, like the way we gushed over RoboCop loved it. Like, mm, uh, the thing loved it. Like, mm, I actually thought about it. I actually thought about the thing. Because I remember telling somebody probably about a month ago that the thing was my favorite 80s movie. Um, and how much I love the film and the way it was put together and the way it was shot. I'm watching Back to the Future, and I actually thought 
I would be comfortable telling someone I like this movie more than the thing. Wow. I don't even know you. <laughs> and, and more to the point, really your favorite 80s movie, even more than On Golden Pond, St. <laughs> Elmo's <laughs> Fire, Chariots of Fire, uh, Streets of Fire. Everyone knows you like movies with fire in the title. <laughs> Pretty in fire. Welcome to Fire Island. Candles. What? Yeah, Candles <laughs> Fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, yeah, yeah. Um, how did I feel about Back to the Future? And when's the last time you've seen it? It's been a few years. I mean, I own the box set that came out a few years back with the trilogy. Oh. It had probably been, I'd say between the last three to five years. I mean, it's been relatively recent. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I'd say this is the first time I've seen it since my kids were a little bit older. And, you know, um, I've, yeah, gotten, I've gotten something somewhat approaching like- life. Huh? Three to five years, your kids were like Being, not able uh, to comprehend movies. <laughs> yeah, well, they, and, and they didn't really watch them. They, they kind of walked in on it a couple times. Right. But gotcha. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. I don't think it counts. Like, I don't think I am. I don't honestly think I have to use a full disclaimer at this point in Forgotten Flicks um, history. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start playing this card. I'm gonna call it the C and D alert. I need like a sound effect. Boop, boop, boop. Because <laughs> of this reason, I cannot make an un biased marginally objective opinion about this movie because i care about it too much it's sort of like a cousin that you know is a total douche (laughs) but like you grew up together and you kind of love the guy and he took you to your first rated R movie. Yeah, and yeah, you guys yeah. Got a like, yeah, yeah, like you know, drove everywhere. Yeah, you get your first cigarette or something, and gotcha, yeah, right? yeah. But <laughs> and you and you know, you know, at the end of the day, he's probably living on like you know, I don't know, like some like kind of like Buck Flowers at the end of this movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and maybe worse. And you just know it, but you know, you still like I just can't, I can't hate on it, man. It's Ray Ray. I I love Ray Ray. So that's kind of what Back to the Future basically saying Back to the Future is a a hobo with a shotgun. Right. Uh, no, I think the problem is is that Back to the Future is one of those movies that I have kind of like E.T. where I have such a strong memory of going to see it at the theater as a kid. And I loved it so profoundly. Like I, I had the uh, the record soundtrack. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I had I, I loved it. Uh, watched it over and over again like you did, you know, just loved, loved like yeah, pretty much any kid in the 80s, freaking that Raiders and, you know, Star Wars, you yeah. grew up trying to, I, I remember I actually thought, I thought that Michael J. Fox, especially as Marty was really cool. Like, yeah. like I wanted to be like him. I thought he right. was just cool guy. I mean, I'm like nine years old, so. But, <laughs> but watching it as an adult, it's kind of weird. It's It wasn't as severe as clue remember what i said about clue way back when when we reviewed yeah. when we oh, talked yeah. about that one clue was With sort Tim of like Curry. yeah it's like another movie that i dislike anymore i loved it as a kid but i think maybe i had seen it so many times that now to really enjoy it again i need to watch it with uh through fresh eyes like my kids and they're just when they're a few years yeah. older and they can maybe laugh at some of it because that's happened recently we want oh, the other day i can't remember what, what it was we watched we watched i watched a movie oh i know what it was um we watched Evan costello meet frankenstein Oh, yeah. We yeah. just talked about this because my kids just watched it on Halloween. Yeah, that we watched it yeah. right before Halloween. And they yeah. freaking, I mean, they were well, certain parts of it. Like, they couldn't understand, you know. <laughs> Daddy, why is the fat guy always 
yelling. Uh, but <laughs> why does the tall guy was punching? The yeah, guy? <laughs> um, why is he scared? Ah! And there was a few parts I did get scared. Yeah. But for the most part, there were parts that were laughing, and, and and that's happened with a couple other things that we've watched recently, where it just makes it so much more enjoyable to see it through their eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, and it reminds you, like, oh, that's awesome because I remember laughing when like I was a that. kid. Exactly, or, yeah. exactly. Yep. So, so I think there was definitely be that with a movie like Clue. This movie was isn't that severe. Like, I could still watch it and appreciate it. It's sort of like a movie I could just have on in the background, and it's like comfort food. It's like yeah. you know, you just it makes you feel good. It's sort of like bad late 70s early 80s um country rock pop like <laughs> juice newton or something where <laughs> you realize that if anybody caught you listening to morning angel you'd get your ass kicked but you kind of can't help it because damn it it's a good song and it makes you feel nice and pretty so I feel like to some degree, Back to the Future is a bit like a Juice Newton song to me. Islands in the stream. Dad, wait, wait, do you remember? Wait, 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 see, this takes me back. Second grade. It wasn't Islands in the screen, Stream. That is what we are. It was because it's Dolly Parton. Islands in the stream. That is what they are. Get it? Because she's in the bathtub and no. they're huge. We always said what happens when you throw Dolly Parton in the river. Islands in the stream. <laughs> Yeah, because when we were kids, we never made fun of boobies. Never. Yeah, because when we were kids, like, we don't do it now. Anyway. <laughs> no. So, um, I can, you know what? Though, do you want to say, like, I, I realize I'm really kind of trying to, in a roundabout way, say, yes, I love this movie, but I admit it's flawed and not perfect. No, and... no, no. No, I, I actually, I can respect that because it is one of those films that um, I think for a lot of people in our generation, we've seen so many times and it has become so iconic. Um, really, I mean, it is. And, and the fact that it was 1985, it was mid-80s, it was the peak of that culture. And so, so many things in it really exemplified what the 80s were about. And so when we watch it, it I think it connects so much back to what we were and, and what we liked and the things that we were as kids that it's hard to look at it objectively as a yeah. movie. Well, and, but and I haven't... Unlike you, I was going to say, unlike you, though, my favorite part wasn't the 80s stuff. Because I feel like all the movies we've watched over the last couple of years, we've gotten, I've gotten my fill of that. I, I think, actually, I really loved the, the, the fish out of water fifty stuff. And, and I, I always, and that was one of my favorite things about this movie and stories like this, where you always had this character. Because I remember I used to think about why is it that the guy who is from the future, future and who's very self-aware about how in hindsight, what your parents did when they were growing up is quote unquote lame and uncool, but then he's got to kind of fit in, you know, that kind of thing. There's, there's there's this awareness that he has that nobody else around him has that I always thought was very cool. And I like that. I like that aspect of, I like the attention to detail, the little small town and yeah. um, Yeah. It is. And I I mean, I like the 50 stuff too, but the 50 stuff was only relevant. I remember, I very distinctly remember watching this when I was a kid and the difference then and now the biggest thing I recognized was I remember when I watched this thinking, oh, my God, 1955 is like way, way back there. Uh -huh. I remember seeing like it, yeah, it seemed like it was literally like 100 years ago. Right. And now I watch it. And I think, Jesus Christ, 30 years ago. Isn't that long ago? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that <laughs> we're Doc almost Brown's to the like, place where 85 <laughs> is as far away as 55 was from 85. That's what I was thinking, because, you know, when Doc Brown, when he at the end of it, when he says, where are you going to go in the future? And he says, oh, I don't know, another 30 years or so in the future. I'm thinking that's 
most of the movies we talk about. So, <laughs> so I definitely remember feeling like when I watched it as a kid that that time period was so far removed from where I was and so far removed from current time that it felt like a completely different world. Yeah. But now watching it, I felt closer to it. I wasn't alive in the 50s. I mean, I, I you know, as much as you think I was. <laughs> Um, but it still felt like it wasn't that far between when Marty was born or when Marty was a teenager and when his parents were around, it just didn't feel as so epically different in yeah. time. And they, they were, they felt a little closer. So that was a little easier, but, but I really felt like this several things in this. I mean, I looked at it. I really tried cause I watched this and I thought I've got to find something. I gotta find. Oh, some we're gonna st- talk about some things that deal with the whole time issue and some of the plot stuff. And and it's funny because I never, I guess I just wasn't as discriminating before when I watched it. But now, unfortunately, doing this so much, you get to a place where you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? what? But I- but some of the little things I found because I did find a couple little things, but for the most part, it wasn't as bad as a lot of the movies we talked about. Because I think a lot of the movies we talked about, one of the biggest issues I've had was with plot. Because I I pay attention to the logic. It's just the way my brain works. And I think about how that's not possible. Or if you could do that, why can't you do also this or, you know, whatever. But I didn't find as many in this. There were a couple little things, but there wasn't as many major plot issues as I felt like there were in in other films that we've talked about um, from the same time period, from the 80s. Even other Zemeckis films we've talked about, because we've done a handful of those as well. Yeah. But there weren't as many. So the biggest one I had, why did it take Doc Brown like, I don't know, 50 yards to go from zero to 88 at the end of the movie? It seemed to take Marty in 1955 with the same car like three miles to get up tonight to get up to 88 miles. Or or a better question is how big was that damn mall parking lot? (laughs) Yeah, that was that was an epically large Parking I understand it started off as the Twin Pine <laughs> and then subsequently became the Lone Pine, but still. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like they were driving around at the Salt Flats in. Yeah, I'm in serious. New- like he's being oh. chased by these. And we'll get into the whole thing about how do you think this movie would be rated PG today? And this came out after PG-13 was introduced. So, uh, you know, it's funny what PGs were like back then versus what they're like now. Now they're pretty much oh. Disney movies. And it pretty much it reminds you that it's very, very subjective. So it's not about exactly what's in it. It's about what they decide personally makes it a PG or PG-13 movie. Oh, totally. one, of, one of the things I noticed about this movie that I didn't even think about back then was there are more curse words in it mm-hmm. than I remember other PG movies kind of getting away with. Oh, at that time, no. I think you could go back and you find there was – there was other PG movies. I remember there was, um, was it tank? Now granted that came out in 84, but so it would have been probably that was, little, um, yeah, um, Robert Garner. Yes. Yes. Robert Garner, where he goes yeah, inside C. Thomas how. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, yep. I remember that was one of the first yep. movies I heard them drop the F bomb. And that was a PG. Mm-hmm. And in the sweet Liberty with Alan Alda, they showed boobies, reconcilable differences. They showed boobies. Both of those are PG. Yep. So I, I remember that there was always those movies that, or, and again, granted, uh, well, Sweet Liberty came out in like 86 or 87, somewhere in there. So it was after PG-13. Now, 
irreconcilable differences, I think was like 84, maybe 83, somewhere in there. So it was before PG-13. So I think you could get away with a little nip if it was like a certain length of time on screen or something stupid. And because, you know, if you only catch a glimpse of it, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't it's count. Not like it's not like you're gawking at her nipples. Because <laughs> nobody has a pause button on there. That's right. Well, you could got her Sharon Stone anyway. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> we see, we've seen everything the friggin' uh, pediatrician saw when she entered the damn world. So, <laughs> so yes, it, it, um, I see your point about the, car issue and i raise you uh can you explain to me what the hell doc brown was doing back in the 50s to get a house like that because here's the thing mr brown makes a comment after he finally realizes the time machine worked he gets so excited why finally i invented something that works which means he never has no but it, it the one thing i noticed this time that's actually important because i didn't really even think about the whole brown estate what i recognize this time i did not even a, was he a trust fund baby yes that makes sense okay i didn't even notice it that he, the, was, he was like the paris hilton of his day no million times i've watched this before this time around the 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 um in the beginning yeah you see when the they're newspaper. panning through all those those clocks yeah and at one point they pan past what's a framed um newspaper reel that says brown estate sold to developers mm-hmm and I didn't even, I'm like, oh, I don't remember that before. But that and line by Marty, itself doesn't necessarily indicate he was a trust fund baby. It just means his estate was sold to developers. Yeah, but they make it sound like it was not him personally, like it was his family's well, estate. Per- perhaps, but here's the issue. You That's have to, you have, you have to draw Emmett, a lot of assumptions. Brown residence. Yeah, but huh? yeah, but you, you, but yeah, but in a newspaper article, they wouldn't necessarily say that. They would probably say like the Brown, if he was rich and he had an estate, even if it came from his parents, they would say like the Brown estate. But my point is, you have to draw a whole bunch of conclusions. Like that's that's you're speculating. You don't know for a fact based on that article because you didn't obviously read the article that that's what was going on. So my point is, they don't really make a point to really shine a light on where the hell he's getting all the money from because unless you assume that he was a trust fund baby, where the hell did he get all the money? I have a theory. In World War II, he had done the same thing to the Nazis he did to the Libyans in the 1980s. Oh, you like wow. The, you like that? No, I hate that. That's actually kind of mean. You're, he, you're... <laughs> he was, no, no, he, but he, 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 you know, he hornswoggled him. I'm not saying he was in bed with the Nazis, just like he was in bed with the Libyan terrorists. I am simply saying that Doc Brown, they wanted, they, they hired him to build them their own, you know, fat man, a little boy. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, 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 Marty, I'll do it. And then, no, I took it as he was a, he was an eclectic child. And so maybe his parents were his dad or his mom were more industrious and got all the money. And he sort of was this weird out of touch inventor type. And his parents passed away, left him all this money. Cause what I didn't recognize was when Marty actually found his house. Yeah. I swear to God, I don't remember the fact that it was a mansion. And watching it this time, they, they're they very purposefully, the camera shines on the garage. Mm-hmm. And then as Marty kind of stands there in awe, which I didn't catch before, he runs up the, the driveway and they pan up and all of a sudden it's this gigantic mansion, mm-hmm. this huge house. Yeah, I did not catch 
last time that he was rich because most of the shots they show of when um, uh, Doc Brown and Marty interact, it's mostly in their garage because that's when he does the model scene. That's when he talks about the DeLorean. And so it's not like they're in the house a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't catch that he was super rich, but apparently, yeah, he was. In one of the, in one of the newspaper articles, he didn't say something about the house burning down. Oh, I didn't see that one. Well, there was two articles. One of them said something about selling to developers. I'm assuming it was the land itself. Right. But I could have sworn one of them said something about, I have to go back and look, something about a fire, which makes me wonder, was that supposed to be drawing a connection to the fire that broke out when they had the little remote control or the little car, the wind-up car, and they were doing the model, like maybe in a different parallel, Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because the other thing is, I didn't catch this, and... Again, always add the caveat. We're going via IMDb. We are going based on IMDb. <laughs> but according <clears throat> to the trivia bank of IMDb under Back to the Future, it talks about that in one of the, when it's going through the clocks and everything, you can see an image of the clock tower and a man hanging from it, a la what Doc Brown was doing. Yeah, yeah. In his In his original, when they did the shots of his... Um, when the movie opens and they did shots of his lab. Yeah. One of the clocks shows like a little guy. It's a clock with a little oh, guy hanging on to oh, Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I thought they were saying that it was like in a newspaper article. No, no. They right before it was the same sequence of shots, but they show like all these different clocks. Got it. And so one it's of like the foresh- clocks shows it's like foreshadowing. Yeah, I got it. Sh- yeah, right. Okay. Well that makes a little more sense. The way I just kind of was glancing through this and I'm like, oh, really? Wow, they they really kind of <laughs> thought this out that they had like a little newspaper. But then that kind of means that this all happened before, and now we're going to get in lost territory. Is this movie going to end like an episode? There was a of, donkey wheel. It was at the bottom yeah. of a well. And, and, and the whole thing's going to come to an end and feel like an episode of uh, the hell is that Michael Landon show? Oh, touched by an eight. No, no, touched touch, um, touch by a what? Oh, no, no, um, the heaven one, the highway to heaven. Highway to heaven. Yeah. Highway to heaven was Michael Landon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. Lost. Oh, you flawed masterpiece, you. <laughs> yes, I, I think that the other the other issue we could totally get into is the time paradox f ups in this movie. For instance, they are fading out of the picture one at a time, like in chronological order of their birth. Why? Right. <laughs> like, and why from the head down? Like, why not just bloop gone? And then when they all appear again, because of all the changes they've gone through. Now, you notice Steve, the older brother, who, by the way, in that picture, you know, is wearing like jorts and a, <laughs> a, a too tight baseball tee or something. And pretty much looks like a, the guy that, you know, works at Burger King or whatever it is at the beginning. Right. But yet if that picture now, granted, that picture is from Marty's original timeline. So I guess I could kind of accept that they would look the exact same. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Because if his interruption of his mom and dad meeting, yeah, and then him reuniting his mom and dad to fall back in love, yeah, can alter that photograph, yeah, then so should his dad knocking out Biff, yes, alter that photograph. So, yeah, it's gonna alter that, it enough to bring back damn images that disappeared, correct. So, not only should they have reappeared, he should have looked at it when they all came back, and his brother should have been in a suit. His sister should have been hotter and he should have, you know, looked different. I mean, but they just like they were when he came home. Did you really just say hotter? Really? Uh, Yeah. She had different hair and she wore a different shirt. She she, she looked looked less frumpy. Let's just say that. (laughs) 
Yes, she didn't have a college sweater on. Well, well, yes, and 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 here's the other question I have: Why exactly would the enigmatic <laughs> complexities of time, um, I don't know, be so selective in choosing certain chemical particles in a Kodak snapshot? Like the fact that these images. So that means someone took a picture of a blank part of their backyard with nobody standing in it originally. Like if they all disappeared from it. Yeah, why wouldn't the, the whole picture background disappear? change? Yeah, like why wouldn't the picture itself just disappear? Like why? And at the same time, if the physics of the photograph would change, why wouldn't Marty's physical appearance change? Maybe his hair was different, his it's clothes yeah, would be yeah, different. Yeah, totally. Right. And, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that picture was taken under the, originally <laughs> under the pretense that these three siblings were standing there, and it's like Easter Sunday. I was like, okay, man, take the freaking picture. Although I nope. would like to point out the picture he has of them is like one that was taken like three weeks before because they all looked exactly the same age and everything <laughs> else. Did, but whatever. It's not like a childhood picture. <laughs> so they're standing there. Someone, presumably mom or dad, took this picture of them in their backyard. If they all disappeared from the picture, which means mom and dad never ended up, who was there to take the picture? And more to the point, why the hell would they have taken a picture of like the fence? Right. <laughs> right. Unless it was for insurance purposes or something. I I, I don't get that. And take a picture of the house and make it look yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kids, go stand out there. A, a, okay. So there's that. <laughs> there is that. Okay. <clears throat> However. Yes. For storytelling purposes. Yes. It worked well. It was a conceit that was necessary to get across Marty's dilemma. I get it. We call that. Now, listen, we call that suspension of disbelief. No, what we really call that is, is unbelievably uh, lazy writing and, uh, uh, and, 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 and and extraordinarily contrived. But that's OK, because this movie pretty much gets a pass for anything it does. So um, worse than that, though. Yes. Because physics of time travel. You have to admit, by 1985, we hadn't done, at least for our generation, I'm not saying this for all movies, but at least for our generation, we had done a lot of films that really explored the nuances of time. Are you freaking kidding me? Terminator came out the year before. Yeah, yeah, it was the same within two years. It wasn't like they wrote this, like they watched Terminator and thought, oh, we really have to think about that. Philadelphia Experiment came out in 84. That also deals with some level of time travel. Yeah, but I'm saying somewhere that this in time year, came out in 1981. And by the way, okay. somewhere in time handles it much better because they make it a consciousness thing, which makes it a hell of a lot easier to accept. Did you ever see yeah, somewhere in time? But that, Christopher that when you don't know if it's a freaking dream. Yeah, or but that's what makes they, it brilliant, yeah. though. It works because you are sitting there going, well, how the hell does the flux capacitor even work? Uh, <laughs> it's like a couple of crazy straws bent together with plutonium, <laughs> which, by the way, he drove that car kind of crazy knowing that it was a nuclear bomb on wheels. <laughs> so um, speaking of that, yes, one of the bigger flaws I have with this movie, then you were offended uh, the by the Libby, you were, you were offended by the Libyan terrorists. Because that would never that would have never happened. What did he look familiar to you? The terrorist guy, the guy, the gunman. Yeah, uh, he looked really familiar. Only, only because I've seen this movie a thousand times. So yeah, I would have said, yeah, you look like the terrorist in Back to the Future. <laughs> it looked like okay. So I have a couple questions there. Ready? Yes. First of all, why did terrorists in 1985 mm-hmm. buy a 1970s VW? Bus. I would even say it was the 60s, wouldn't you? 
That was like a hippie. Maybe. That was like a hippie. Actually, you know what? It was a Dharma bus, dude. It was blue. <gasps> <gasps> it was. It was blue and white. Oh, snap. But we need to play it back and see if the initiative uh, symbols on it. <laughs> By the way, folks, if I ever I've already told Jason this, I'll admit it publicly right now. <laughs> if I can ever raise enough capital, I am totally buying a VW van bus, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yep. I'm painting it blue and white. <laughs> I am going to actually have Dharma <laughs> initiative decals Logos. put on it. Yep. You betcha. And I'm going to wear a jumpsuit that says workman. Oh, no. No, no. I'm and I might even put a Sawyer wig. What? No. <laughs> I'm getting a dummy that looks like he's been dead for 30 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Like I'm a putting corpse a jumpsuit dummy. on him. Hell yes. Work. And I put a beer. Oh, those beers. Those Dharma initiative beers. It's just like <laughs> yes. a can. It just oh. says generic beer. That would be And I'm putting awesome. it in the passenger seat so that anytime I park it. Yes. People, people be like, what by. the hell? What the <laughs> hell? What the hell's that, Ma? I don't even know what the hell that is. Okay, so Libyan terrorists apparently buy the same buses that the Dharma Initiative bought. Well, there it is. And drive it through an abandoned town because there was no other cars on the road. Well, yes. And it apparently is a souped-up Volkswagen bus slash van. Yes, yes. Because at every turn, it could keep up with and outmaneuver. (laughs) Until Marty said, let's see if you bastards can do 90. And he shifted into another gear. Nice. Although one thing I did hear about that is that the <laughs> real DeLoreans couldn't go that fast. Yeah. And they, and they had to alter the speedometer or something to that effect. <laughs> like the original like only went up to like 85. <laughs> and you know, that's the other thing. That was, I will tell you, that is the one thing about, I, I used to think the DeLorean looked awesome. And maybe just now looking back at it and obviously, you know, almost 30 years under a belt. I can look at an old car from like the 50s. Gorgeous car still holds up. DeLorean kind of ugly. It's not. Um, it, it's not. It's not. I mean, yeah, it kind of still looks uh, somewhat futuristic. Not, I mean, but hey, hey. The front is kind of like a Datsun. You know what I mean? Or like a Mazda. It's not. It's like kind of boxy. It's not looking. a Smokey in the Bandit car. No. It's not, right? Yeah. Like, okay. There you go. Like that. Look, those look dated, but they look cool dated. Yeah. Like I would drive one of those now. Of course you would. You yes. frigging redneck. <laughs> Blasting golden earring, playing yes, radar. Pl- yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yes, 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 yes. ZZ top, <laughs> blaring out of the T tops. L to the yes, yes. But I agree with you. It wasn't, but it, I think it was still really cool looking. I mean, obviously the way that they modified it looked cool. Yes, it fits and, what they were trying to do. I get it, right. but yeah. I don't think and as it was a vehicle enough. it holds up. It's kind of ugly. And, but you know what? Though one of the things I thought about because I had a, I had a guy that I worked with. Uh, gosh, back in the mid nineties that I worked with. Good God, you old. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he he was a DeLorean enthusiast. He had uh, one. Now wait a minute. Like as in like, are we talking like cocaine here? Um, he may or may not have partaken in things that came from Colombia, but I will tell okay, you. Okay, because I'm thinking that because I know that's what brought John DeLorean down, right? So I'm just uh, asking. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure okay. or not because he was a little weird, but <laughs> he did have one. And he did go to DeLorean like club meetings and stuff. Wow. And so he was obsessed with them. So I had a little bit more insight to it. Can I please, but, can I please take this moment now to gloat and be and judge uh, anyone please, that goes? <laughs> please, please yes. take a moment, only a moment to judge. Because I, I really <laughs> have to say I feel so much better about my myself. I, I'm into like things like horror hosts and drive-ins. I like old <laughs> movies that nobody likes. And yet I, I would not go <laughs> to a DeLorean club meeting. Club meeting? Yeah. Sorry. Um, he did. So this is like he a, did. You know the best part about those meetings is no one ever shows up because the car doesn't start. Ah! 
<laughs> um, hey, Bob, so- hey, I was headed over, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think one of the things that's important about it, though, is that because of the uniqueness of that vehicle and because of the way that that car company disappeared and it fell apart, I think that played into it. Because if you think about the fact, if that had been a Toyota was a huge sponsor of that movie, right? Yes, it was. You heard the Toyota commercial in the beginning. Yes. The Toyota truck that was his dream truck, that kind of thing. Yep. If it had been a Toyota and they'd made it to a time machine, it wouldn't have the same mystique that it does today. Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that a Toyota Corolla (laughs) would not have looked as badass (laughs) as a DeLorean time machine, Jason? Um. It's close, but I think I'm saying it. My first car was a 1974 Toyota Corona, like the beer. Corona? I'm pretty confident I had the prototype because I have yet to ever. It was doo-doo brown. It, in fact, was (laughs) oblong and turd-shaped. The guy I ended up selling it to, and someone actually paid me money for this vehicle, which I got, by the way, the reverse did not work when I got it. (laughs) So, of course, the first week I have it, that's when me and my genius friends think, it, this is, you know what's a great idea? Let's take this let's vehicle. Go to the that, mall. No, no, no. Let's take <laughs> this vehicle that, by the way, smelled like a ashtray on wheels because the guy who had it before me was a freaking chimney. This guy could outsmoke Andrew Dice Clay. This guy <laughs> was just crazy smoker, okay? Like literally like layers of ash. It looked like this thing had been on the base of Mount St. Helens when it went off, all right? <laughs> and I get this thing. Now, of course, I think. I got the P wagon, right? Because I'm Mr. Awesome in my 1974 doo doo brown, oblong shaped Toyota hey, Corona ashtray with no reverse. You're pimping it. You're pimping it. I was, it cause I guess was what? big pimping. You're friends with that cars. They are saying Jack, did they? No, that's true. No, they totally kissed my ass. And then. That's right. <laughs> and they rode out with me and decided that would be a, a good idea to do things like drive through questionable sections of town and yell things out the window. <laughs> oh, wait. It gets better. <laughs> And this this getaway car driver right here, this badass on wheels, doesn't think about the fact that when you're trying to get around and like get away from people that you've yelled things at, hypothetically, of course, you know, <laughs> allegedly, you, you don't pull into a drive driveway <laughs> because then there's this moment when, when you slam it in reverse and it goes, and you're like, oh God, get out, push. <laughs> And you've got your really, really skinny friends outside your car. Oh, oh, by the way, Genius picks a steep driveway. Steep forward? Forward. <laughs> so we get, yeah, they're pushing it out. I'm like, of course, I'm not even helping them, right? I'm like, look, I got to steer. So they get us out. It's and my car. We take off. So needless to say, the next week we got the reverse fixed. But I ended up selling it to a guy who had turd painted across the, the hood of it. He called it the turd and he drove it around in pride because it looked like a giant turd on wheels. That's my story. He had the turtle head poking out. Now, it was a Toyota. So that car as a time machine would have been awful. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't top that. I'm sorry. Even my Volkswagen Rabbit, which I drove to Tampa and back, that caught on fire in my driveway when I got home. And had no rear shocks. It doesn't compare with the turd mobile. Yeah, so. the turd. It was something, buddy. <laughs> it was something. So, yes, I am saying that a DeLorean made it cooler. <laughs> yes, it is. Even right. if it wasn't, 
as cool of a car as you remembered it being when you were a kid, still watching it, it had more nostalgia and more cool factor because there are no cars anywhere like it. Like if it had been a Corvette or Firebird or any of those, it wouldn't have worked. I think it was a perfect little nexus of the fact that, that company just, you know, went under and disappeared. And so that's yeah, it disappeared because allegedly, actually, I don't even know if it was allegedly. <laughs> no, no, it's full on truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, this poor mom and pop show went out. Oh, oh. yeah, not so much. <laughs> no. well, and then, of course, we let's see. What were the other? There was a couple other. What was the other? There was another big paradox. Kissing your mom. That's that. Um, oh yeah, we haven't really got into that, have we? I almost want to avoid it. No. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a little weird. Like I love that it took. <laughs> it her was, okay. No, I can understand the paradox. The funny part about the fact that the mom was currently at in her old age, a prude. And saying, I never did that stuff. Oh, yeah, I get that. Going back, and okay, it turns out she was actually a wild child. But the whole idea of deciding the way that you're going to get your mom and dad together is to, I'm going to say, sexually assault your own mother to the point that she pushes you away and your dad can beat you up so that your mom thinks he's a hero. Yeah. May have been a flawed plan. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Well, why, why, you know, why now? Why is she going to choose me? Well, well, because a girl doesn't like it when you take advantage of her. Of course, then of course, let's just back this up for a second. She would have totally liked it. Yes, she so would. What would he have done then? Um, I think that's what he was realizing when he was in the car. But again, I go back to my idea of the fact that it was an ill-conceived plan. <laughs> but we all bought it. Yeah, we did. Because she was hot. Yes. The attempted rape of your mom, guys, not a good idea if you're going to, you know, try and fix the rip in time that you've created. Due to and the your... only thing that stopped you, the only thing that stopped you was that when she kissed you, boobs hanging out, you kissed like her brother because she yeah. seemed pretty certain you oh, yeah. were just like she had already been kissing her brother. Yeah, by the way, how, would she, how did she know what that was like? I was going to say, wouldn't it be great if she kind of was like kissing my brother with less tongue? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I was born and raised in the South, folks. But we even have... Say we, that out we, loud. We have a line. Okay? Even we have a line. It's that, called the... <laughs> it's, it's called your second cousin. That's the line. And I'm Whoa, tell- wait, 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 wait. Second? Yeah. I thought first cousin was a line. No, second. God dang it. Why don't you first tell First is, dude, that's like flipper kid. That's like, yeah. You don't have to have kids. No, well, you know, accidents happen. Ask Llewellyn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it was weird. And... <laughs> <laughs> Ask Lorraine. Yeah. Whoa, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, Leah Thompson. That was Lorraine. That was her. Oh, oh. I was yeah, thinking. I was thinking of other people we know. Oh no! I was like, uh, you, in the movie, you in want the movie. to die? <laughs> booby fifties. Booby fifties. <laughs> Got it. I am back on board with you. I was gotcha. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have me killed, please. Thank you. <laughs> It's like, really, dude? I was just joking. Are we really going to what? What's happening? I'm scared. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and one last thing. Yeah. So um, 
punching the bully once. <sighs> the whole movie just reeked of. Uh, how do I go here? <laughs> oh, wait, a minute. did we so start this off with that? This is like your favorite that. movie of the eighties. <laughs> I love it. I love it more than Ghostbusters. Um, I did. Yes. Okay. Um, the fact that he decides that the way to get his dad to win his mom is to take advantage of his own mother. Yes, to sexually um, assault her, as we said. Right, sexually assault her. And Biff is apparently a rapist. Oh, well, yes, he wasn't even um, going to put on a pretense. Just, there just seems to be a lot of that in this movie. Like the 50s, that was kind of okay. It was a d- Jason, Jason, let me explain something. It was a, d- it was a you- different time <laughs> when... when Marginal What's, sexual assault right before a, a big enchantment under the sea dance was perfectly acceptable amongst friends. Because the, even stuff like that happened when they were in, oh, say, the diner and there were grown adults there watching, just thinking, oh, oh, oh you kids. Oh, you kids in your sexual assaultiveness. <laughs> yeah, it was. So that a, brings it, me to the last thing. Yes. I've got one last thing. Oh, no. Okay, good. It played in the trailer, and I watched it again, and I thought how hilarious it was, but how it is probably the most dated joke that no one but those of us who live through it would get. Heavy? Heavy? That was one. Well, I guess there was a whole handful of them, but heavy wasn't that bad. It was the Pepsi Free. Give me a tab. How can I give you a tab if you haven't bought anything? I'll just take a Pepsi free. Yep. <clears throat> and no one, no one nowadays who has been born after that or. Well, they still make tab, don't they? No. Are you sure? I thought I saw tab at a, at a store not that long ago. Really? I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> sure, maybe. Sure. When I, yeah, I picked it up, it was like a scene out of an Indiana Jones movie and I. It was yeah. dusty. I, I literally had so all like the, I had all the diggers around me, and they had to take their crowbars, <laughs> and it was they were saying "Holy Mary, and and like and I was standing in front of this really beautiful sunset with a fedora on, and then watching all and, the colored people and then, dig and this, for you. Yeah, and this guy that's hanging with me, he's kind of cool. His name's Sala, and he's like he's like lift, and they kind of and then and all the air came rushing out, and and snakes. <laughs> Why did it have to be snakes? Anyway, long story short, we went down there and we found a six pack of tab. <laughs> so I yeah, think it still make was it. still from the late eighties. So oh, okay. it may be around, but it was definitely much more popular. I remember as a kid, it was a much bigger thing. Yeah. Now you just don't see it as often. And the other, the what other, how did tab taste like? I don't even remember. I don't even know if I ever had one. I remember it being kind of like what diet Coke was like. Really? Yeah, similar to like a Diet Coke flavor, you know, the weird yeah. kind of off taste. The, the um, Actually, I don't mind Diet Coke. Artificial you, sweetener you, you taste. Judge, yeah, you no, judge, I don't you judge, remember You judgmental bastard. No, no, I, I say that was bad. Just saying it was different than natural corn oh, syrup. Yeah, I was saying, natu- as opposed <laughs> to say natural Coke. The organic hey, Coke that you get. Corn. Yeah, natural Naturally, corn. Naturally, genetically modified corn. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> what did that taste like? Do you remember? Nope. I don't even remember seeing it. I'm sure I remember- did. I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. I was nine, yeah. dude. I drank like regular Pepsi. Okay. Here's another one. Crystal Pepsi. Do you remember that one? Uh, No. No, you old, you old Crystal bastard. Pepsi you. In the 90s? 
No, I don't remember Crystal Pepsi. Not at all. It was it was supposed to be exactly like Pepsi, except it was absolutely clear. And it had meth in it. Yes, <laughs> it may or may not. <laughs> but anyway, the whole idea of I'll have a Pepsi free. Nobody's going to get that. I it think just, they'll. I think they'll get it in the sense they must. They you. Here's the problem: you have to think about the joke too hard. So, like, if you aren't from that time period, you would have to say, okay, well, obviously, back then there must have been a Pepsi called Pepsi Free that he's asking oh, for. That's not even in our cultural. But I'm saying, not, no, I'm saying that somebody with half a brain, I think, could figure out that obviously he the way he asks for it, he assumes they have it. So, if I heard somebody say Pepsi Free, or yo, know, if I heard him say. Pe- crystal pepsi i'd be like i might I, initially i think what the hell is crystal i'd be like oh it must be something that they had in 85 i just don't know what it is that's my point you'd have to think about the joke too hard for it to be funny like you get what i'm saying like, i think somebody would get that he's asking for something that doesn't exist then but it's again you have to think about it too hard no no i mean I, you would still get that he was talking about something that wasn't from his time period and the guy behind the counter yeah, but in you the would laugh shop you would kind of get it but that the, the fact that that joke was really built on two products that were at the peak yeah. of pop culture at that time just get lost. Well, that, well that and then another one is uh, I actually remember this day in the movie theater, people laughing at the joke about who's the president. That that when he's oh, like, yeah, oh, because, oh, Ronald Reagan, the-, the actor, well, who's the <laughs> vice president, Jerry Lewis? And he goes on this tirade, you know, who's the first lady, <laughs> Jane Wyman? And he goes, so it, it's funny, but. Now people be like, mm, yeah, I guess you know, Ronald Reagan was an actor. Yeah, right, right. Well, and it's funny because I remember at the time it was more of a, I don't know, I don't want to say a political joke, but it was more of a joke that had political ramifications or feelings to Although, it. Interestingly, again, caveat, caveat, IMDb, IMDb. However, in the trivia, which I thought this was kind of funny, and sure, at least the guy had a sense of humor. Uh, where's it at? Uh, where it says who is JFK? Oh no, yeah. By the way, that's the other thing. I looked that up because I thought I was right. JFK was a friggin' uh, senator. Now I'm not saying that the, that the dad would have had to know every U.S. senator at that point, but his right. dad was Joe Kennedy. They the Kennedys at that point were a very famous family. They were known. Right. I thought that too. And I was like, who the up. hell's JFK? Yeah, who the hell's Kennedy? Okay, you know, yeah, they, they would have known. Yeah, bullcrap. Yeah. I mean, at least I've heard of the guy. Uh, no, where's it at? Damn it! Hold on. What the fact that he was making fun of? Uh, yeah, um, here it is. It says apparently. Uh, yeah, it says apparently Ronald Reagan was amused by Doc Brown's disbelief that an actor like him could become president. So much so that he had the projectionist stop stop and replay the scene. He also seemed to enjoy it so much that he even made a direct reference to the film in his 1986 State of the Union address, as they said in the film Back to the Future, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are two references to him in the movie. There's that. Yes. Did you recognize the other one? Uh, did it have to do with a chimp named Bonzo or whatever? <laughs> I have no idea. What? No, when when Marty goes back in time for the first time, mm-hmm. and or I guess the only time in this film, but in when he goes back in the very beginning and he kind of walks through the streets and then he walks in front of that movie theater. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And the movie playing was a, a Ronald Reagan film. I don't remember what it was now, but it was Ronald Reagan and somebody else because he walks in front of an A-frame placard that says five cents any seat or 50 cents any seat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then yeah. as he walks up, the marquee 
has the name of the movie. It says Ronald Reagan and somebody else. And then when it goes into 1985, that same theater, it's a triple X porn That's theater. That's right. Although <laughs> that reminds me, because of course we have to, we would be, we would be remiss. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't use that word in a podcast. And <laughs> uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that that is the moment when we get the cameo from one Mr. Buck Flowers. Flowers, who I guess was in every film, every in the movie from the seventies and eighties, where they needed a um, either a a homeless guy, <laughs> an alcoholic, <laughs> or or yeah, some kind of yeah, like you know, drug-addled alcoholic guy stumbling down the street, which usually <laughs> in the context of these movies equals homeless guy, or right. or some kind of like fisherman you know the, the crab oh, old salty dog old, old salty dog. dog yeah type. Uh, yeah or a lumberjack i can see that too <laughs> right now interesting but, but did you catch his Marty name kind of knew him yeah what was that he, hey. because he pulled he he gets end of the movie finale he he makes it back to 1985 he squeals crashes into the the building yeah. he gets out and he sees buck flowers going back to his bench yeah, he goes, he goes, down hey, drunk driver drivers and he says, "Oh, Red, you're looking. Let me see, like looking better than ever, or yeah. looking. Yeah, he's like he's, 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 he's like he's a he's you're a sight for sore eyes. But he doesn't say that. But it's like I'm thinking, wait a minute. So this the 17 year old kid like hangs out with this homeless guy. What? And and Doc Brown and this guy. What is this kid's problem? And and, well, and more to the point, the guys. I looked this up. I had to look because in the in the trivia, they said that in the 50s, right? They're talking about the reelection of Red Thomas." I think friggin' Buck Flowers is the old mayor. Oh, the reason why I say this is he was the guy that, that they showed the cars with the, the yes. bullhorns back in the 50s. Yes, it says Red Thomas, and his name in the credits is Red Thomas. Oh, oh, oh. so he obviously wow. had uh, some issues. I never caught that. That actually makes sense because I wondered if they were going to make some kind of reference to who the original mayor was because they talk about it and everything that they seem to put within the camera focus yeah. they revisited in some way yeah because obviously Go- goldie like goldie wilson is the mayor running in the 80s and right, he right. ends up being the the kid working at the uh little soda shop soda shop yep. yep yep so i i wondered about that i hadn't i hadn't thought about the fact that it was his name was red but that that makes sense so uh <laughs> but you know what this movie made me want to do more than anything besides drink a pepsi free um experience the power of love Oh, go back in time, sleep with my arm twisted behind my back, get one of those. Keep talking. <laughs> get one of those flippy radio clocks. Oh, oh my kids saw that. My, kid, my kids did see that part, and they go, Daddy, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, son, that's an ancient clock. Oh, yeah. Come on, Huey. It is indeed. Curious thing. Oh, I cry. Mm-hmm. Oh. Enough of that. Oh, oh, wait. How about this one? Oh, yeah. Then, of course, the end of the movie, we get... Michael J. Fox had an amazing voice. Wait, wait a second. Stop, stop the music. What? Did he actually sing that? I'm just going to let it sink in for a moment. The absurdity of what you just asked. <laughs> he didn't sing that, right? Hell to the no, he didn't sing it. Just, just he, double he, checking. He, you bar- make sure? he barely did a good job lip singing. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and then, of course, you get Back in Time, which was the main, yes. I guess, you were listening to Back in Time. Right. Now, did you catch? And I actually saw this, did not look it up. When Marty woke up in the beginning in his own room, he had Huey Lewis in the News Sports. Yes, I did. Album poster in the background. And he had some, actually, I'm pretty confident. I don't know if they were full born naked, but some different pictures. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like, there was probably a, a Samantha Fox yeah. poster in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Naughty but, girls need love. Bum, 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 oh, God, her calendars. Mm. You know, you're about to see something inappropriate. <laughs> I remember going to a fair we had we had down here in, in Central Florida called the Orange <laughs> Festival. And you remember when they judge the pigs and the cows yeah. and the- And then we'd say and we'd say, Mama, get down off of there. And <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> you had the Orange Festival. Do you remember like when you would do like the yeah, the stupid little midway things where they have like the you throw the darts at the balloons and pop them and you get yeah. the stupid prize? At some reason, I remember these being big in the 80s where they would have like these, I want to say they were maybe six inches by six inches. They were like mirrors, but they always had like some kind of laser etched, although I doubt it was laser, but you know, some kind of etched thing on it. Like they would have some celebrity. Oh, or, yeah. You yeah, know what I'm talking I about? Those. It was really just, they looked just, they looked like something from the 80s that were just cheap just and cheap, cheesy yeah. print on or something. Yeah. And I can remember being with a couple of friends of mine making a concerted effort to win one. That, Huey Lewis. No, no. Samantha Fox. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would have tossed ping pong balls into goldfish bowls wait, wait, wait. all day. Right. This, by the way, is the point where Mags' head is exploding because I seem to remember us making a comment one time related to said, <laughs> to said I, I, I yes, use the word singer yeah, yes. very, very loosely. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and her basically being like, what the hell? What the hell, Govna? I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm it down. <laughs> so I can say that because she's not on here right now to curse me. Exactly. <laughs> she lives far too far away to come and kill me. I think, I hope. You'll find a way. I'm sure. Uh, I'm kidding, Mags. You know that. Like, she's like, whatever, <laughs> jackass. So, Jason, I got a question yes. for you. Ready to do some movie, movie pick action? I would love that. I think we have something different, though. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold up. Wait a do minute. We- Wait for it. I feel like I still need an explosion at the end of that. And it's very, it's, it's sort of like, I, I sort of think of it as like new age Western. <laughs> yeah. Like it just picture some like cowboy walking up. And and instead of a, a six you know shooter, he pulls out a crystal. I'm just kidding. Uh, that is from our buddy Hammond, who uh, gave us the original uh, six pick music, as you will call this. Hold on, where the hell it go? Why isn't it playing? Master's not playing. Okay, never mind. I strike that. Reverse it. It's not playing. I'll have to fix it later. <laughs> Technical difficulty. So yes, thank you, Hammond, for that. And we always appreciate when uh, people give us free stuff, like music and their time and other things. Like and they pay attention. So, oh yeah, we have which actually Hammond has donated to the show. Yes, so, very much. Yes, and as a donate, and as a one who does donations, we will uh, kiss your ass, and we will <laughs> suck up to you, <laughs> like any good nonprofit would. So, Jason, what is your pick, my friend? So i I took the the easy road, not the easiest, 
I didn't go with Zemeckis, but I did actually go with um, Michael J. Fox. Oh, who, we both did. <laughs> but I was a big fan of his in the 80s, yeah, so and I, I still am. Like I, I know, already know what you picked, by the way. What did I pick? You really want me to ruin it? No, don't ruin it. Shut up. Wait, hold on. Wait, <laughs> uh, let, me, let me ask you this. <laughs> no. Would you tell me, but it's a secret? <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the question though, seriously though, would I be successful? <laughs> Shut up. In Shut up. So I picked a Herbert Ross film. <laughs> who's, who's Herbert Ross? He's a director of the secret of my success. Oh, you picked that one. I totally thought yes. it was going to be bright lights, big city. I thought <laughs> that was my other pick. <laughs> no, I loved Michael J. Fox and the secret of my success because he came across as the, the, same type of kid who had the charisma in um, Back to the Future, and he just took it up to kind of the adult level, where he was the same uh, exciting, same kind of smooth talk, same kind of funny you guy. Occurred to me, doesn't that have some like weird thing with like an ant or something in that? Well, yeah, the uh, um, um, it's like his. Mark, well, I don't know if it's his aunt, but, um, but no, but is it like his uncle? But it's like his uncle's wife, so technically it's his aunt, but you know, not right. by blood. Yeah, she kind of takes him under her wing and tries to, and and she's the one that plays up the whole idea that he's this famous uh, uh, business guy and getting yeah. everybody to believe him just to give him a shot. But then he actually falls in love with Helen Slater, who is, you know, um, so she was Billie she's Jean. Hot. Yes, a super girl. Thank you very much. Yes, oh God. Um, and so it is. It's it's it, he plays a very cool character in this, and this is at the peak of his popularity, you know, when he had this, yep. he also had uh, back to the future. The trilogy was going on, which back to the future and back to the future two were filmed at the same time. Was, or, it, was it two and three were filmed at the same time or one and two? No, it was two and three. Wasn't it? I thought it was one and two. I thought it was two and three. And then they released them like within like six months of each other. Oh, maybe it was two and three. I know two of them, they filmed together because yeah. a lot of the scenes were overlap and stuff. He, he had done this. He'd done family ties before, which had been even, you know, got him through TV is huge. And then he got into some of these films and did really, really well. But I loved secret of my success. I it was a very funny, um, cool romantic comedy. It wasn't, you know, best movie, but he was a very, very cool guy in it. Um, same type of character. So 1987 secret of my success, Herbert Ross, who also brought us, uh, some of the eighties favorites of footloose and of course, still Magnolias. Cause... Oh, well, of course. <laughs> Cause it had Dolly Parton in it. <laughs> well, a nice way to connect it. Yes, actually, good pick, good pick. Now, I was trying to think: is this our first Michael J. Fox movie we've ever done? No, we did Teen Wolf. That's what I was trying to remember. What the other one was? Thank you. We did yeah. Teen Wolf. That's right. And we talked about him in that. Yes, but I think that's the only other one we covered. Which is hilarious because I'm wondering if my pick that I'm about to use is from that I used in Teen Wolf as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bright lights, big city. Nope. <sighs> Go ahead. I picked High School USA from 1983. No, I'm kidding. Which, uh, interestingly enough, also had Crispin Glover in it and Michael J. Fox and Nancy Joe McKeon. Really? As in Joe. Or Na- no, Nancy McKeon. She played Joe in Facts of Life. High School USA. It was. I think it was maybe like a TV movie. I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember watching it, like rented it on video way back when. Oh, I have to look for that now. Yeah, and uh, also Crispin Glover. In two episodes of Family Ties in 1982, so significantly before this movie, it wasn't a nepotism thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Who did he play? Do you remember? Does, is like, it a recurring I think it's a, character? I think it's a Doug. 
<laughs> so he looks some, like he kind of looks like a Doug. It's like a Doug. He yeah. doesn't look like a George. Yeah. yeah, a little like a George. <laughs> All right. George. Yes. Uh, so my pick from 1996, one of my favorite movies, uh, next to Heavenly Creatures. Yeah, no, probably actually probably my favorite Peter Jackson movie. I picked the <laughs> I picked the Frighteners. <laughs> I'm relatively confident I picked this one in the past just because I love this movie. Uh, I remember when it came out, I had my first, I just started working at the movie theater as an assistant. Actually, at this point, I don't even know if I, I may have been an assistant manager at that point. And I was so jacked up. It came out right either a couple weeks before or after Independence Day. Yeah. I want to say it was after because it was in July. Independence Day, I think, came out. No, Independence Day came out July 4th. So yeah, it's been like a week or two after. Because I think it was like yeah. July 16th or something like that that uh, Frighteners came out. And I remember thinking at the time that the original release of it, I was really huge into horror at this point, and I had watched Peter Jackson's early stuff like, you know, Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles, and uh, of course he did uh, Dead Alive. Uh, right. You know, which is the zombie, you know, balls to the wall, horror, comedy, whatever the hell you want to call it, opus, and Heavenly Creatures, which I really liked a lot. I like that. Yeah, it's a good movie. And uh, Kate Winslet, I believe that was her first picture. And so I really loved his stuff, and I was so jacked about this movie coming out, but it was supposed to come out on Halloween because that's actually Peter Jackson's birthday. And that was the big thing. Is, oh, and it's, it would be a perfect Halloween movie. So what did the geniuses that the studio decide to do? They decided to release it like two weeks after Independence Day. <clears throat> <laughs> Needless to say, it tanked. Now, this is the movie that he made before starting the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Right. And, you know... This, I would say, even though this had a bigger budget than anything I think he had done up to that point, significantly bigger, because uh, Michael J. Fox, while not as you know bankable a star, I think at this point he had already done Life with uh, was it Life with Mikey <laughs> and some of those other uh, bombs that that he had been involved with, but it was a movie that he did before all the you know, stuff dealing with his Parkinson's really came out. And I would say maybe yeah, around right. that time because I think he just maybe started Spin City. It was in the mid nineties, right? Wasn't that when that came out? Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. It was a huge hit. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was sort of like his, second, his return. Yeah, his return TV. So yeah, the Frighteners. He plays uh, a Michael J. Fox plays a character who uh, clears people's homes of of evil spirits and such. Um, his character is named Frank Bannister, and he's a bit of a con artist though, because in fact he does see dead people, but the two dead people that he tends to see that are haunting people's homes are in it with him and he actually there's three guys total uh there's like an old cowboy gunslinger type and there it was actually is played by and his name is it um oh god he played gomez in the original adams family uh, uh, uh john austin he's uh, actually uh oh right. well, well, wait there's a connection john austin was in the frighteners his son sean austin played samoy's gamgee in the lord of the rings trilogy what <laughs> up with that both directed by with peter, peter jackson, jackson. Gotcha. yeah What's up, bitches? <laughs> so, anywho, so he plays the cowboy, uh, Chi McBride, who went on, I think it was on Boston Public and some other stuff. Plays Wasn't kinda... Dee Wallace in that movie, yes, too? Yes, yes, she the is. Quintessential 80s mom? Yes, she's got a pretty big part in it as well. Uh, my, one of my favorite quirky, awesome actors ever, Jeffrey Combs, who was Herbert West in Reanimator. He's in it. He plays this kind of really creepy FBI agent guy. And it's just a great movie. It ends with one of my favorite songs all, of all time, Don't Fear the Reaper, which I love. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son is in it. He plays this psycho. Um, it's got this cool, like, serial killer subplot mixed with this creepy 
monster demon subplot and it's just it's a it's he you know frank's character the michael j fox character ends up having to really kind of step up and go from being a con man to really suddenly taking his power serious because he yeah he 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 sees this demon thing as well and it's got this kind of cool twist that happened throughout you've seen it right um it's been a long time but yeah i I saw it i think probably twice or once yeah it's a a fun movie so yes the frighteners from 1996 uh highly recommend it is a good time had by all it even has uh um arlie ermy you know the full metal jacket oh yeah and he plays of course he plays a ghost but he's like the marine sergeant ghost that when they go through the graveyard he's like screaming at them to (laughs) you know get back in their (laughs) hole kind of thing so yes Excellent movie, The Frighteners. So I guess that is our picks, J-Dog. And why don't we bring this sucker on home? Why don't we take ah. it on home now? Whew, how are we going to dial this back? This is rough. Um, <laughs> it's all Michael J. Fox, all night, all November. So maybe. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a couple of announcements we wanted to uh, bring up now that we're done with the episode. You mind yes. if we transition? Sure, why not? Okay, number one, uh, next week, don't forget, we're going to watch uh, a movie that was a favorite of mine that is one I haven't seen in a little while, but one that I really love called Dutch. Yes, and I actually, to, uh, full disclosure, never seen it. I've seen- Never seen it? No, never. I've always, I remember bits of it and things being on like HBO or whatever, but no, I've never seen it. I want to see it, but I've never seen it. Um, it's one that I remember. It's also a, a uh, I guess, theoretically, it's supposed to be a- um, um, movie that takes place around thanksgiving because john hughes didn't john hughes write it um involved with it in some capacity i thought i i think he was i think he was it was it was from 1991 Mm -hmm. um it stars uh ed o'neill who of course nowadays most famous for modern family um but in my day yes he was more famous for um his work with uh, married with children he's he's absolutely hilarious i like him a lot but he plays kind of a stepdad so anyway we're going to cover that next week so check that out um and wait, 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 by the way that's not gonna be next week it's gonna be two weeks because we're ta- we're doing the two weeks i mean thing. next episode yeah, yeah, yeah next true. episode yep next episode two weeks from now um and you know something else we you and i have talked about for a little while a little while we will have done this show for two years on december 20th i want to say yeah, it's like 20th or 22nd something like that yeah. second right two solid years without missing an episode now we changed our frequency we went from one week to two weeks to one week well, you remember that time i said what's the frequency kenneth and you're like my name's yeah, not kenneth, right. and what the hell are you talking about and <laughs> i just let it go yeah so two solid years neither you nor i have missed an episode that we've planned indeed we've done uh, close to 90 episodes, uh, 86 uh, as of this one. And so we decided that uh, we need a, a vacation for a little while. We need a break. So we need much like the classic David Naughton <laughs> film. We're going on separate vacations. Going on separate. By the way, Peter may have been the only person in the audience to get that one, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, we're doing the show through the end of the year, new episodes of the show through the end of the year. Uh, we're going to carry all the way through to Christmas. Um, we've got four more episodes or three more episodes after this one. And then we're going to take a sabbatical. We're going to wait, 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 what? We, a, we didn't, hiatus. wait, wait, Jason, Jason, I don't remember talking about that. I am. Son of a, I need, <laughs> you're um, a slave driver. I work too hard. Wait, no, wait, what, what? This is new people. This is news to me. I, I don't even know what the hell's happening right now. <laughs> I completely threw you under the bus. 
<laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Please send your hate mail or happy mail. You know, some of you may be like, finally. <laughs> How are you all going to survive with two months without my synopsis? That's oh all. god. Well, c- considering some of yours are still actually floating through space and time, and should be working their way back <laughs> this way at this point. They were so long. Pretty so, confident they'll get more of it. <laughs> so for uh, the beginning of the new year of 2013, which we all know won't really exist because the Mayans yeah, really, be fair, folks. after our show ends anyway. How about how about this? Like, if it is a 22nd, technically, we won't even make it the full two years because the 21st is the day. That's fine. So we plan. We should have said anything. Episode. We shouldn't even it's, say anything. We should have just let it end. <sighs> Damn it. <sighs> Now you say this. You don't say this when we meet. Mm, I don't know. I know. I know. I know. I don't think, man. I don't think. All the Mayans next time. All right. Um, so for, for those couple of months after the new year, we're mm-hmm. going to reinvent. Uh, we're going to rebuild. We've actually got some new ideas we've been tossing around. So we are not dead. No. I, not, not Jason yet. and I will return. And actually, like ForgottenFlicks.com is still going to be there. Still, yep. as long as Peter is willing to put up reviews and from time to time, if I can remove my pin from my <laughs> ass, I might actually try to put something up there. Jason put a review up. Got there. a couple of deep fried cheese yeah. coming up. Well, yep. You know, that's going to keep on. We're going to keep the Facebook group going. All that yep. stuff still happening. Just as far as the actual, like pro- the podcast proper, mainly because, quite frankly, we've been doing this a long time and we want to retool the bastard. And we feel like trying to keep it going while we retool it is just difficult and we both have so much going on right now i mean jason you know let's be honest he just throw out watches like <laughs> freaking honey boo boo and crap like that and then you know i mean whatever uh, wait, hey no. don't knock on extreme couponing my friend <laughs> there is nothing wrong with watching that for 10 yeah, hours y- y- yes yes there really <laughs> is um no but seriously he's busy is is all is all get out you know i'm doing quite a few things uh, some of you know and you know, my wife and i have another thing we're working on with a podcast and, uh, and a site and just lots of stuff happening. And we really want to keep doing this together because yeah. we love each other. Um, and because we enjoy doing it, damn it. And yeah. honestly, if Jason completely, um, um, abandons me, I will just come back and just <laughs> rattle on for an hour and I will totally stay on topic <laughs> by myself. So here's my recommendation. So those of you who are jonesing for, uh, Jason and Joel, because that just sounds really weird to say. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Um, we have 90 episodes, so guess what? Go back and start a re-listen. And yeah. you've got every single damn day yeah. for and, three months. And you can laugh your ass off realizing that early on we were scared crapless, which is why <laughs> I literally sound like there's a lump of coal up my ass. <laughs> well, especially, I was like, I think even going back to like episode 30 or 40, I like was uploading them to Libsyn, our, our new service we're using to, to host the podcast episodes. And I'm like, listening to some of the beginning, like forgotten flicks, episode 32. Like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. So things have changed. Thank God by episode 40, we had discovered weed and then it was my, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, baby. By weed, so he meant anyway, in our backyard, we were, we were cleaning and then we were gardening. Not we're not our backyard. Yours. Whoosh. Yours, yes. not mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Jay, so that's the the big announcement. We will return. Yep. Famous, we'll be back. Famous last words. <laughs> yep, we're planning on we, March. Basically, so. we basically we did not want to pod fade on you people. We didn't want to. Even, Where the hell's a new episode? Oh, why they? No. So the next couple episodes we got left, we'll mention it each time. We won't go into as much details this time, but you know, we'll mention it. 
Yep. Um, but we definitely wanted to. Milk it, milk it. I mean, mention it. Mention yes, it. yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> so, Jason, on that note, I want to hit him with some some knowledge. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because we highly recommend that you go back and listen to many of our episodes because we have lots and lots of them. Your favorite 80s hits uh, and some you've never heard of, you really need to watch and listen to. You can check us out at ForgottenFlicks.com. That's, that's Flicks with an X. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter. I am Flicks Sidekick. Joel is at Forgotten Flicks. We're also on Facebook, so you can check us out there and uh, interact with us. we got a group and a fan page with all of our episodes you can listen to straight there. And finally, I would be remiss because I've done it at least half uh, or not more of the times. We are on iTunes because yes. uh, we like Apple. And Steve Jobs' ghost would hunt, haunt us if we didn't. Yeah, just like he has nothing better to do. All right, of course. Um, we are on iTunes, uh, the most popular 80s movie podcast with Jason and Joel in it. Guaranteed. you got to check us out there. So That's one hell of a guarantee. And actually, we're up there. We have 22 reviews. Huh? Hey, hey, we have 20, 22 listeners. <laughs> well, no. Thank you, mom. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, extended family. Right. <laughs> no, and, uh, and of course, we do appreciate if you leave a review. It, it does. I mean, look at this way. If you are a bit of a misanthrope and you hate people, by doing that, it moves us higher up the rankings and people find it easier. So they'll have to listen to us. Well, they won't have uh, to, but they probably uh, will just out of general curiosity. What the hell is this? So punishing. Re- yes, that's, that's my well, argument. That's really yeah, my that argument. Works. Yeah. <laughs> so, and of course, you have to say thank you uh, to JV because I did play a spoiler. Post-production. Yep. Post-production. <laughs> and but so thank you, jvmail.com. Always wonderful. And, yep. of course, thank you to our buddy Kevin Demand Spencer, who is always providing great things for us here with uh, show art and, you know, certain huh, favors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, not really. <laughs> Call me. So... Of course, he's at inkspatters.com. Don't, don't want to forget the, the plug, of course. So, Jason, <laughs> any final words from you, my friend? Yeah, never reprimand your own mother for drinking in the car when you're about to sexually molest her. <laughs>